You are listening to The Youngin' Podcast, presented by Columbia Media Group. On today's episode, Dave with The Youngin' World Magazine sits down with Kay Riley, who has recently retired. They discuss how the youngin' industry has changed over the course of his career. The Youngin' Podcast is presented by Sectagon K54 by Novasource. Sodium-free Sectagon K54 helps control soil-borne pests, protecting your onions, and provides sulfur and potassium to help ensure your onions get the most out of your soil. Learn more about Sectagon K54 at Novasource.com. Hello, everyone. This is Dave Alexander with the Onion Podcast, and today we are podcasting from the National Onion Association Summer Meeting in Boise, Idaho, and we have um, wrangled Kay Riley uh, to speak with us today. We thought it might be interesting to talk to Kay, who has recently retired, uh, about practices of growing onions from when he started in 1979 and what kind of changes he saw today. So, um, Kay Riley, thank you for joining us on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, so we I mentioned 1979. Um, where did you recently retire from? I just retired from Snake River Produce Company in Nyssa, Oregon. Uh, after uh, we formed the company in 1999, and when myself and four other growers bought out the former facility of Muir Roberts Company. Uh, they were growers, and I was uh, hired to be the manager and and do the sales and manage the production of the facility. Okay, and congratulations on your retirement. So let's um, let's talk about some changes. Uh, obviously, I didn't do the math on how many years that is. You... Well, twenty three here and forty three in the onion business altogether. So okay. Um, as far as uh, the changes go been dramatic of course over a 43 year period yeah um, back when i first started in onion production very little of the harvest was done mechanically yeah and virtually all of it is done mechanically now uh, many of the onions were hand topped and put in windrow by people and there were armies of of uh, field workers out uh, that uh, top the onions into burlap bags or into windrows, and and uh, they stored onions in sacks and and uh, into bins. The uh, on the production side in 1979, the there was a lot less production. Uh, the growing practices have increased dramatically and and have. Oh, much higher yields today than we had back in those days as well. So, um, so obviously, yeah, production with me- mechanized equipment. Let's um, talk about maybe some specific things. What about seed? I know there's been there's probably been quite an advancements in seed. Yes, and uh, there were a lot of open pollinated varieties in 1979 when we started, and. Uh, they were, you know, good, good varieties, but most of the varieties now are hybrids. That what does uh, the open pollinated mean? Uh, well, I'm not much of a scientist, so I can't really tell you. But they were, uh, 
basically the seed production, they would pick out their best onion bulbs and take them out into the field and plant them. And an onion plant is a biennial plant, I guess is the term, that grows a bulb in the first year and grows a seed in the next year. So they would pick their best seeds or their best onions, plant them in the field, and then the next year they would bolt and then it'd be open pollinated without any uh, hybridization and then they would take that seed and then plant it it was uh, kind of not too scientific compared yeah, to basically the, just take their their best the onions, best and, onions yep. and there of course there was no nothing no disease resistance bred in or anything like no, that uh, that you've got now yeah, yeah. and uh what is that? What about pelleting? Were they doing anything? In, the, in those days, uh, we uh, there were much higher raw seed uh, usage than there is today. They've improved the planters, uh, and you know, it, in the olden days before 1975, they had, 79, they actually had to go thin the onions. That was before my time when you actually. I mean, they actually, Beck's, for one, uh, developed a fairly good raw seed planter that a lot of people use. But with the with cost of seed increasing and also the precision of the planting, when you take a odd-shaped onion seed, which, you know, to be frank, looks about like a mouse turd, and try and uh, mouse droppings are nicer than <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and make it into a nice round coated pellet, then of course, you know you can get better precision and the the drill plates and things like that work much better. Okay, so um, seed and you you mentioned um, Melbeck planters that design. Uh, they're around? still being used. Yeah, that, and yeah, they, that same design is yeah, around uh-huh. that long. And they and Beck Beck's developed. Uh, a, I mean, a, a seed plate that uses pelleted seed as well as the raw seed. So, so um, there was mechanization or mechanization of planting way back then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Very good. Okay. Um, what about harvest equipment? You, um, I know some people in the in um, the Treasure Valley here, where we are right now, are still harvesting like whites by hand or were up to a couple years ago that's a a practice that continues for uh, a number of reasons one with uh, with white onions the with the yellow onions the red onions you lay them out on the field and let them dry when you do that with a white onion they'll tend to green so it, it so and the people are doing that primarily are people that are using h2a workers for hop uh, production yes and so they have labor to use at a time of year when there's not a lot going on with the hops so you have the benefit of putting the uh, the white onion into a burlap bag which protects it from the sun which stops the white onion from turning green okay okay all right well so um let's pivot a little bit here and, and uh we'll get to we'll get to know you a little bit better and um if you don't mind we'll ask you a few questions about that uh tell us how your retirement is going what, what are you what are you liking to do what do you like to do 
Well, I, I retired. My last day was uh, May 28th, and I went on vacation uh, May 30th and was gone for a week. And then they had I returned on July 5th, and they had a retirement party for me on July 6th. And then the following Wednesday, I went to McCall to the Idaho-Oregon Fruit and Vegetable Association's uh, convention and played golf for four days in McCall. I came home and went to my 50th plus one year class reunion the next week. Oh man, it's been busy for and you. The, and the next week I went uh, fishing for two days. So, Well, very cool. So <laughs> I, that that was my, my other question too. I, what, what other hobbies do you, you like to you like to trout fish around here? Yes, I trout fish, crappie fish, bass fish, um, and, uh, and I like to play golf and I I hunt uh, birds. I don't hunt big game, but I hunt uh, uh, about anything that flies. So okay, you would like my uh, puppy dog Peyton? Uh, oh yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, it's, uh, she's a Gordon Setter. Okay, bird dog. Um, okay, tell us, tell us um, about one big success that you had in your career. Well, I think uh, being involved in the National Onion Association and the uh, when FISMA was passed, the water rule uh, came out that said that you either had to, uh, if you exceeded recreational water quality standard, which is around 125 parts per million or of, of E. coli, you either had to treat your water or quit using it. And of course, we're in a dry, arid desert community, and oftentimes our water exceeds that recreational water quality. And so we went to work, and we were very active in conjunction with the National Onion Association, also with the Idaho Eastern Oregon Onion Committee, which did research, and the Idaho Oregon Fruit and Vegetable Association. Uh, we attended hearings with FDA, we made comments. And eventually even had the deputy director of the FDA here for a tour and uh, taught him how to set siphon tubes. And ultimately we got them to rescind the original water rule and reconsider it. And they still, after 12, 13 years now, still haven't finalized the water rule. Yeah. But nevertheless, through all of that, I think they've, I mean, we've not had issues with onions in the past and, uh, they've come to accept that through cultural practices and things that our irrigation water is usable and is safe to use. And uh, the fact of the matter is, without that, we might not even be here. You today. wouldn't even have a crop out, out here. Yeah. It's so dry. So, so as far as a big success story, I think that was That's pretty big. What year was that? Well, the, the law was passed in, in uh, I think, 2010. And... Uh, you know, they, of course, they had comment periods, and then there was a time before implementation. I need to also give credit to uh, Greg Walden, who was our congressman from Oregon. Uh, he, The committee he was on had direct oversight over FDA, and he was very, very helpful in helping us get FDA's attention. Well, it sounds like you uh, know your way around Washington and legislatures <laughs> quite a bit to me, but... Um, okay, so what um, what is something that people might find surprising about you? 
<laughs> well, if I came home on time, did everything I was supposed to do. My <laughs> wife, my wife would find that surprising. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I guess I played the piano once in church, so I guess maybe what? That. <laughs> I don't know that counts. But <laughs> okay. Um, so, how about this? Uh, if they made a Hollywood movie about Kay Riley, who would play the lead? Oh boy, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm kind of heavy, so you have to get to the port. Maybe John I, Candy or somebody. <laughs> well, no, I don't know about John Candy. Uh, I would like to think. Uh, what's the Kennedy guy's name that died? A few years ago. Uh, oh, George Kennedy? George Kennedy. Okay. I'd, I'd take George Kennedy. <laughs> our, some of our uh, younger listeners are going to have no idea who <laughs> well, that is, can, but that's okay. They can Google him. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so we can do a little fishing. Uh, what else is on your bucket list now that you've got this work thing done? Well, I've I've enjoyed life as I've gone through life. And, I mean, one of the things that I do is I go to Alaska fishing every year. So that was once on my bucket list, but it's still my bucket list. Um, want to travel more and and see family. I have family scattered throughout. Uh, son in Boston, a daughter in Jacksonville, Florida, a son in Utah, and a, and a daughter in Star. So, would like to you know spend a little more time with them. Um, and, you know, really, as much as anything, continue to do what I've been doing. Uh, well, yeah, you, here you are at the NOA, and you were a past president for yes. a couple seasons, I guess, uh-huh. right? Yep. Um, so do you plan on continuing to, to come to these? Uh, I, I expect I will have some participation. Now, I don't know that it will be regular participation, but I... The, the warm places. Yeah, I am also, I'm chairman of what they call the Onion Shippers Golf, and I plan to continue that. So the Fruit and Vegetable Association, we have a, a biweekly meeting throughout the wintertime when we get together and talk about onions. And, uh, oh, 20 years ago or so, they asked me to head up the Onion Shippers Golf League. So we we play golf every Thursday at 1 o'clock. Oh, and nice. So, I anticipate continuing to run the Onion Shippers Golf Program. Okay, so, <laughs> so what's your handicap? You probably have a oh, lot of golf. It's too high now. It's <laughs> nineteen now. I've been, okay. as, been as low as a five. So oh my, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's. How about this? How do you personally define success? And have you achieved it in your life? Well, I feel successful in that. Uh, you know, I think Snake River Produce proved to be very successful. I had uh, initially four very high-quality individuals as partners, and and we formed an organization that was profitable for them and for me, and and we've expanded and changed in time, and the partners have changed. But to associate with good people and to uh, be able to hold your head up high and at the end of the day, I mean, I've... I'm far from being rich, but I'm rich enough, I guess. Okay. Well, good. You're not going to have to go back to work anytime soon. Well, I might want to go back to <laughs> you work. You might want to. I, this, <laughs> I, I kind of think you're going to be working hard on this NOA thing if I 
in the future. But um, all right, so I always like to do a wrap up on these podcasts of um, what your advice is for growers today, and if you could, you know, change, and maybe if you could change one thing about their practices or. What's your best advice for growers? Well, I think that uh, I would like to see us plunge less, if if you understand what that means, as far as being more consistent in the production. Uh, we, we had last year a, a very good marketing year, and that was a result of, of terrible weather and, and a lot of poor crop circumstances. I think if we were a little more disciplined, in the amount that we tried to produce, we could probably assure ourselves of, of better marketing conditions every year. And, uh, you know, you know, and I, it's, I can't really blame people, but when we dive in and we plant more than we have a marketing plan for, and then we have overproduction and then everybody suffers as a result of that. So, so some kind of control and practice self-control. I think, uh, a lot of a lot of that boils down to they they see the guy across the road what his plan hasn't reduced his acreage at all so they're like oh well I'm not going to reduce mine so I think some of that yeah plays it, it. there's a lot of e- ego involved in the onion business <laughs> yeah. too so yeah um, all right well, we're just about wrapped up here um, I want to find out what is your personal mantra or motto what what do you what do you live by um you know i would like to be as good a person as my father was and uh and i say i would like to be which is a process that uh is ongoing but he was kind and wise uh and led and did a lot of things. And so I don't know, I've never really thought about having a mantra, but I have thought about following the example of his and other people's leadership. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty good stuff. Um, all right, one last thing, and, and then I'm going to let you go to dinner. Um, You've mentioned marketing a little bit, and we're going to like do a full circle here back to marketing in 1979 versus marketing now which is probably the biggest change oh yeah for sure yeah so what did you do back in 79 well in 1979 the business was much more intimate there were many many more people to sell the product to there were a lot more intimate relationships uh and and of course less technology involved I mean, we used to take orders by the phone and, you know, you wrote down as fast as you could and then you repeated the orders back and all those things have become much more efficient today uh, by use of, you know, internet, internet, emails. But in the midst of all that, the, you know, the, the production's increased but the customers have decreased and there's a lot of buying groups and, and, uh, you kind of almost have to get into a program 
type thing to survive. And uh, I think it was funner in the old days, more efficient in the new days. And and uh, lost some of the personal touch. Yeah, and for sure. Missed some of that. And, yeah. I mean, uh, personally, I I've been doing what I do a long time too, and everything was on the phone. And yeah. now people don't even talk on the phone <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So I miss those days as well. All right. Um, anything else? In, any other parting words you want to leave me with? Uh, no, it's been a great ride. It's uh, I would advise people to enjoy your lives because they go by awful fast. It's uh, hard to imagine that I've I've been in the produce business virtually my whole life, but working full time for almost forty nine years and and uh, blinking it's gone. So take advantage of it and enjoy it while you're on your way. Yeah, so. I'm afraid that's easier said than done. <laughs> but I <laughs> so all well, right. Most things always most things work out. Yeah, I guess that, that uh, you know, even through the hard times, most things work out. So, All right. Well, Kay Riley, formerly with Snake River Produce, uh, thank you for joining the Onion Podcast today. And thank you to our sponsor, Nova Source. Uh, couldn't do this thing without you. Uh, thank you, sir, and enjoy the rest of the conference. Okay. Thank you, Dave. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates.